I want to tell you, I've broke a couple of them myself, brother. <laughs> well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, amen. As he says, I'm Brother Ray Godfrey. This is my wife, Dawn. My oldest boy is Jay, and youngest is Timothy. We're the Godfreys. We're headed to Wallace, Idaho. We're headed to the center of the universe, amen, to proclaim the one who's created this universe, amen. We're going to a place, amen, that's not big in number, amen. There's 964 people there in the town of Wallace. There's a little over 10,000 in the county we could possibly reach with the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. But in that little town of 964 people, they got a little over 24 bars, amen. They sit there, they spend all their all their days in the in the mines working mining the silver out the out the center of the universe amen trying to find all the riches this world has to hold in those mountains they've turned the mountains over by the roots but yet they've missed the biggest treasure of it all amen they missed those treasures those beings boys and girls amen up in those hills and hollers that ain't never been discovered yet amen that God knows who they are amen he knows who they are because amen he's sending them a preacher amen to preach the gospel to them amen it's giving them a burden for their souls amen so they ain't had to live in darkness anymore they can come into the light amen and know what it is to be saved by the, the our Lord and Savior Jesus Jesus Christ. Our plan is to go there and plant an independent, fundamental Bible-believing church, amen, and preach the gospel, amen. We want to see that church become a self-supporting work, and once it becomes a self-supporting work, we're going to stay in that local church and pastor that church. You say, well, ain't church planters supposed to go around and plant churches all over the place? Yes, a bunch of them do, but see where we're going, there's already been a church planter that's been there, amen, he's hurt the people, amen, he left, amen, he deserted, amen, he left the community. Amen. And went his separate way. So now the people have no confidence in the people that's coming that way. So we want to be a light and an anchor shining in a dark world. Amen. And be somebody those people in that community can rely on. Know that they have somewhere that they can go and hear the truth. Amen. Hear the truth preached. Amen. So lives can be changed. Amen. I remember, amen, when God saved me, He put me in a place, amen, where God could use me, amen. He put me in a place where I could grow. He put me in a place where I could, amen, get the Bible taught to me, amen, so I could understand the, the words of the book, amen, and so, so I could know where, what I believe in, amen, just like y'all had in Sunday school this morning. Preacher, that was a tremendous Sunday school lesson, amen. I wish, amen, a lot of churches, amen, could get nailed down, amen, amen, you can have assurance, amen, and, and being saved amen I have a problem with churches amen they, they say people is getting saved amen but it's their own church members over and over and over again I've seen it I've seen people amen churches get saved over and over again you know why because they can't get the assurance nailed down and how can they get the assurance nailed down because they can't get grounded in the truth of God's word but I enjoyed that this morning. Y'all pray for us right now. We're, I believe we're at about 65% of our support. Y'all bear with us. We was in a, in a major wreck out there in Idaho. Amen. Why wouldn't we get hit by a drunk driver where there ain't nothing but bars? Amen. But you know what God, I mean the devil may have meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. Amen. As I mean, even though we was laid up hurt in the hospital room, amen, I had a fireman tell me, hey, you coming out here to start a church, I'll be at your first service, amen, you just come to the, you just come to the firehouse, amen, tell me, I'll be at your first service. I had a, a sheriff's captain, amen, I asked him about a chaplain's position there at the, at the 
at the sheriff's office. He said, we have a, a chaplain. He's a Catholic, and he's going to uh, retire here in, in a little bit. So you come and talk to me, and we may have a position for you there as our chaplain. I mean, the devil may have meant it for bad, but God meant it for good, amen? I mean, he opened up doors, amen, that nobody can open up, amen. Only God could open up those kind of doors, amen. My wife had a door opened up to her for, for women, amen, that's pregnant at a women's hope center that wants to keep their youngins, amen. They, but be a witness, amen, to those young ladies, amen, to be a light shining in a dark world, amen. But God meant it for good, amen. We may have got hurt, amen. We may have got beat up, amen, but we're still alive. Amen. I don't know how many people, amen, was going 75 mile an hour, got hit by a drunk driver going over 100 and still alive today to tell about it. Yeah. And not only that, but amen, it was only scathed by, but just hurt burnt bumps and bruises and a couple cracked vertebrae in my wife's back, so y'all pray for her, amen. But God's good. Amen. God's good. The devil may have meant it for bad. He may have tried to discourage us, but I believe it. it not, all that happened and went on. God just burned the burden in us even more the brighter. Amen. So y'all would pray for us as we're still trying to make our way there. Amen. And still having to deal with all the insurance stuff and all that going on. But y'all pray for us on that. But if you have your Bibles this morning, open up to the book of Nehemiah. The book of Nehemiah, chapter number 1. Our mission is verses Psalms 119, 173. It says, Let thine hand help me, for I've chosen thy precepts. Amen. We can't do this alone. Amen. We need God's help helping us. Amen. We need God's people praying for us. If y'all would, just pray for us. Amen. If you found your place in the book of Nehemiah, if you're physically able and could stand this morning, please do as we honor and reading of God's word this morning. Nehemiah chapter number 1. And the Bible says in the words of Nehemiah the son of Hakaniah, it came to pass in the month Chrysalu in the 20th year as I was in Shushan the palace that Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah. And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is also broken down. The gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. And I said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thine eyes open that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant which I pray before thee now day and night for the children of Israel thy servants and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments nor the statutes nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. 
But if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, there, though they were of you cast out unto the othermost part of heaven, yet I will gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed with thy great power and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let thine, now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant who and to the, the prayer of thy servants who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant, this day and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer. Let us pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for your mercy and your grace. I thank you, Lord God, for this day that you give us, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, to stand behind this sacred desk this morning and preach your word, Lord. But I pray now that you'd increase, Lord, and I decrease, and that you'll get all the glory this morning, that you may be the preeminence this morning, Lord God, that you'll be high and lifted up so you can draw all sinners to you this morning. And we'll thank you and praise you, Lord God, for all you do for Jesus name we do pray amen and you can be seated so here we just read the first chapter of Nehemiah amen I, I was going to stop there but I said no I can't stop there might as well just read the whole book amen but here we see Nehemiah's burden and that's what I like to preach on this morning amen Nehemiah's burden but hey here in the first we begin amen we see the birthing of his burden here we see in Nehemiah where is he at he's in the king's palace amen we find out that at the end of this chapter amen he's a king's cupbearer. Amen. That cupbearer was a very important job for the king. Amen. It had to be somebody the king could trust. Amen. It had to be somebody the king could trust with his life. Amen. But here we see Nehemiah is in this position. Amen. In the palace. Amen. Amen. Right here it says he's in Sushan the palace. Amen. This is the palace that the king used during the winter months. Amen. This is the place where the king was at. Amen. But we see, amen, that Nehemiah, he asked a question here. He asked a question concerning amen, the brethren, amen. He, we asked, he asked Hananiah, which was his brother, amen, we find out here, amen, but he asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped. Amen. So here we see that one question, amen, birthed a burden in Nehemiah's life. Amen. He was probably just going, but I believe there was some compassion, amen. There was some care in Nehemiah's heart, amen, for those ones who had escaped. The one that, 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 that the king had let go back to Jerusalem just ten years earlier, amen, to start building on the temple, amen, in Ezra's, in Ezra's amen, guidance there. But see, Ezra, he didn't take no army with him. Amen. He just went on the word of God. Amen. We're going to go back and build a temple. Amen. Amen. Nehemiah, he didn't know, amen, that the king had stopped all work. He put a cease work order on the job. Amen. Amen. You say, why did he do that? Amen. Because, amen, those ones, amen, that becomes, amen, Nehemiah's enemies here. Amen. As we go, go on and read in the book, amen, those ones of Tobiah, amen, all those, all those ones that, amen, fought against the building of the walls. Was the same ones fighting against the building of the temple. But here we see Nehemiah's birthing of his burden. We see that he asked one question. And he asked concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity concerning Jerusalem. Now we're about to see it in Nehemiah's world. 
It's about to get turned upside down. Everything that Nehemiah's ever known, all he's ever known was that palace life. All he's ever known was, amen, the, the eases of the palace life. Amen. He had the good clothes. Amen. He had the good life. Amen. He was the king's right hand man. He was sitting there in the comforts of the palace. Amen. But his world's about to get turned upside down. You say, how does this world get turned upside down? Well, they start, you know, those, they, how Nehemiah, he's probably heard all of his life about that town of Jerusalem, amen. How, how there was great walls around that city. How there was a great palace there, amen. How, the, how God had truly blessed in that place. But here we see, amen, and now, amen, the walls have been broken down. Amen, the walls have been burned with fire. The gates thereof have been with fire. Everything's been torn down. Everything's in disrepair. Things ain't going to plan as man to Nehemiah was thought it was going to plan. But now his world's been turned upside down. I can remember when my world was turned upside down. I was sitting in a missions conference at a home church. Amen. I was doing everything that I could to preach the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'd go to the nursing home and preach the gospel. I'd preach on the street. Amen. I'd preach wherever God opened up the door. But it seemed like those doors would open up and those doors would close. And I asked God one day, why was all these doors open? And then they closed in my face. Amen. He revealed it to me during a missions conference. At our home church, you know what? My world was about to get turned upside down. You say, well, how was that? Well, I heard about the preacher was preaching. Uh, Brother John O'Malley was preaching our conference. Amen. Uh, mighty man of God. But he's talking about how men's wired for light. They just need a power source put in them, and the light's turned on. You know what God did for me? He turned the lights on. He opened up a door and turned the light switch on. But you know what I did? I reached through that door. Hey Amen. I reached through that door. I turned the light switch off and I closed the door. I said, Preacher, you're crazy. I know I am. Amen. I'm a little hard-headed too. Amen. But you see, God, hey Amen, He called me to preach the gospel and He opened up the door for me, but I shut it. Well, you say, why did you shut it? Probably the same reason Nehemiah are here. Hey Amen. I was, I was in comfort. I was comfortable sitting where I was at, amen, on my church pew, amen, just preaching in nursing homes, preaching in pulpits, wherever they'd open up, I mean, just go to preach wherever God would lay. But you know what? As soon as I turned that light off and closed that door, everything began to dry up. Everything began, amen, to cease to happen, amen. I'd sit there and try to prepare for Sunday school, amen. I couldn't even get nothing for Sunday school to teach, amen. You say, why? Because I reached through that door and turned the light switch off and shut the door. i become one of the most miserable people on the face of this earth for 173 days. That's the reason you see that verse on our prayer cards, because I fought the call of God on my life for 173 days. i become one of the most miserable people on the face of this earth, amen. I made my family miserable, I made everybody in my household miserable. I made everybody I worked around miserable. You say, why did you do that? Because I was fighting the will of God in my life that he had for me to do. But here I don't see Nehemiah doing none of that. I don't see Nehemiah doing none of that. Amen. Nehemiah, amen. His world gets turned upside down. And the first thing he does, amen, he starts praying. See, I just turned the light switch off and shut the door. I didn't want to pray about it. I didn't want to get down on my knees and submit until I figured he'd send me off to Africa somewhere. Amen. This big fat boy get ate by lions. Amen. Amen. And I wouldn't be a preacher no more. 
But you see Nehemiah, he's sitting here and he starts praying. You see, he had the birthing of his burden. He just asked one question concerning the Jews that were kept, escaped. Concerning Jerusalem, he just asked a question. Just asked a question. And then it birthed a burden in his heart. And once that burden was birthed, we see the bearing of his burden. And we see that in verse number 4. It says, And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept. When's the last time you cried over a burden that God's given you? When's the last time you cried over those loved ones you gave in your own family? When's the last time, amen, you cried for those ones that's closest and dear to you? Those ones you have personal relationships with that turn you down day after day after day but the life that you live, amen, they say, that's not what I believe. I'm going to live my own life. I think I'm a good person. But guess what? Being a good person just sends you straight to hell. Amen. And being a good person ain't going to keep you out. Amen. Hell, amen. But you see, the bearing of his burden, he see well, he sat down and he wept and mourned certain days. And here's something we don't hear a whole lot of now. It's fasted. He fasted, amen. You say, why did he fast? Because, amen, he was wanting some prayers answered, amen. You can remember when, when Jesus come down off that mountain, amen, those disciples, amen, had that, amen, that little boy, amen, they said, we can't cast the demons out of him. And Jesus said to them, this comes by much fasting and prayer. When's the last time you got so burdened about something you was willing to fast about it? When's the last time you, you wept and mourned about it, amen? And we see, well, how are you going to bear this burden, amen? He prayed about it. He prayed about it, amen. We see the bearing of his burden. He, he took it to Almighty God. <laughs> and we see, amen, we can see the, the people here. We see Hananiah. We see certain men of Judah. We see the Jews, amen. These are the certain people that was mentioned in this paragraph here. The ones is here. He was concerned about his brethren. He was concerned about the Jews. Amen. He was concerned... Concerned about the other man that was with his brother. But it got him so burdened that he sat down and wept and mourned certain days. He fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. By like this, amen, when he starts his, you know, prayer, it will produce a burden. Prayer produce a burden, amen. Prayer also helps you keep your burden afresh, amen. Prayer keep you in, in contact with that burden, amen. But we see the bearing of his burden. He knew that he could not bear this burden alone. I can't bear the burden of Wallace Idaho on my own. I gotta have Almighty God, amen, help me in the burden that I have. Amen. I need all of God's people to help bear the burden that I have for these people in a place, amen, that gets over ten feet of snow, preacher. Amen. And I don't even know how to deal with that. Amen, I live in Easley, South Carolina. I lived in, in Pickens County all my life. Amen, I'm 40 years old now. I've lived in Pickens County, South Carolina for 40 years now. Amen, we get two inches of snow. Amen, we'll go buy all the milk. We'll go buy all the bread. We don't drink the milk and we don't eat the bread. We don't have a lick of sense to deal with snow. Amen. But I'm going to go to a place, amen, that God's burning my heart that gets it in feet, amen, and not inches. I can't bear that burden on my own. Amen. You say, why do why so many missionaries go out there and they come back? 
For number one, they can't bear their burden. They had a burden that sent them there. The people that's there, amen, how they keep burdening their hearts. But you know what? That number one seven producing mine there in Wallace, Idaho, it was once owned by another man. He worked in that mine. See, Wallace, I mean, they produced more silver in that little small town than any other place in the world. But that one number one silver producing mine was once owned by another man. He, he thought he could find treasure. And so he started digging in the mountain. We get ran it. He was digging in the mountain with a hammer and chisel, amen, and shovels. He was a man. He said he went about 10 foot a year. These are hard granite mines that these men's working in. He worked in that mine for a little over seven years. They say he went 10 foot a year. On that last year, he packed up his bags. He got all his tools gathered. He said, I have found nothing in this mine. All I found was blood, sweat, and tears. He packed up his bags and left out of town. Some men found out that he was leaving. They went and bought the rights to the mine that he was working in. That man, man was 10 foot away from the biggest silver vein this world's ever known. And he's walked away from it. And I, got, I heard that, it got me to wondering. See, we have churches on this eastern seaboard <laughs> on every street corner. You say, why do we have that? Well, our forefathers, they come and pursue the religious freedom, amen? And they practiced it, amen? And some of them, I guarantee you, some of them got mad at the other church, amen? They went and started one across the street from them. Yeah, you have that, amen? But they come in pursuit of God and religious freedom. When men went out west, they went in pursuit of gold and left God behind. Well, it got me to thinking. It says, why, why would somebody go out there and come back? They can't bear their burden alone. They go out there, and they don't see the fruit to their labor maybe the way they thought they should. They don't, they don't, see, they don't see, amen, people get saved hand over foot, amen. They, they, but you grant it. Just as hard as those men's working in those mines. It's just as hard as you're going to have to work to win them. Just as hard as they're working in those mines, amen, to make a little bit of money. It's just as hard as you're going to have to work to win them to God. And a lot of times, amen, that burden becomes so heavy upon those missionaries. They don't see the fruit of their labor. They don't see those things. And they pack up their bags. And they head back home. That's one of the biggest problems of American missionaries. Amen, because you're in America. You ain't that far away from home. Amen, I could get in my car from Wallace, Idaho, and I could be back in my house in 39 hours. But I can be there. But you see, if we're going to do something that's going to last for God, we're going to have to have a burden that burns fresh within us. Day in and day out. Even though we may not see the fruit to our labors, amen. You know, there's never been a great revival out west. There's never been a great revival out west. Like this Easter seaboard scene, great revival, great awakenings, and, and preaching upon preaching upon preaching. Amen. It's great. This east coast have seen it. They've seen, amen, thousands of souls get saved, amen, by the preaching of the gospel of our Lord and Savior. The west hasn't seen that. Why has the West not seen that? 
Because the devil has a stronghold. The devil's got a stronghold there. While was we greeted the first day we arrived in Idaho? We got greeted by the devil when we got hit by a drunk driver. Why would we get greeted? Because he knows that somebody's coming. Amen. And somebody's coming, amen, to come tear down his stronghold. He's got somebody coming, amen, and ain't worried about what he can do to me, amen. Amen, he can cast me out into eternity. Amen, he ain't doing me but a favor, amen. Because when I go off into eternity, I'm going to be with my Father which is in heaven, amen. I'm going to get to walk those streets of gold, amen. He can't scare me with a drunk driver going down the road, amen. He can't tear away my burden, amen, that I have for that little place, amen. All he can do is make that burden grow big. Bigger and bigger. If I ever had a burden for a place, amen, it's that place. If I ever had a love for people, amen, it's those people. Amen, I love my family. I love the place where I live. Amen, but God's put a burden in my heart for some people. Amen, you how that happen? By one missions conference. One missions conference. One trip down the streets of Wallace, Idaho, where you walk down the streets and you see a gift shop and a bar. A gift shop and another bar. Another gift shop and another bar. Amen. A couple more stores and a couple more bars. Most missionaries will tuck their tail and run. Because they don't want their family associated with anything like that. You say, well, preacher, what's so different about you? Amen. I was exactly just like them. Lost and undone without God. Thought I could make it on my own. Thought I was a good person, amen. Thought me working hard and me keeping my word and all those things, amen, would make you do some good. No, it would not, amen. It sent me straight to hell, amen. Amen, and I had somebody, amen, that loved me enough one day, amen, to tell me I was lost and undone without God. They told me about a hell that was hot. They told me about a Savior that was loving, amen. They told me about a heaven that was sweet, amen. Say why? Because they had a burden for my soul. Amen. When's the last time you had a burden for somebody's soul to see their life turn around, to see their family put back together? Amen. To see them start serving God and see them start doing something for God. Where's our burden at in these churches in this day and hour in which we live when churches are quitting, churches are being disbanded and breaking up and going their separate ways? Why? Because there's people out there dying and going to hell. Where's the burden at this morning? Where's the burden? They're just going through the motions, amen. Going through the motions, living on their emotions. Where's our true burden for the lost? The Savior had a burden for the lost, amen. You say, how do how you? Well, who would, he, who would he go sit with? He would go sit with the publicans and the sinners. He didn't say he was going to sit with the Pharisees. So the Pharisees always had to break in on his parties, amen. He was sitting with the Pharisees, I mean with the publicans and the sinners. But we see the bearing of this burden. Nehemiah couldn't bear this burden alone, so he took it before God. And we see, amen, this prayer, it was in private. Nehemiah, he didn't tell nobody else what was going on in his heart. Amen. He just took that burden between him and God. Amen. He knew that he couldn't bear this burden. Amen. (laughs) But if we're going to have a burden, we're going to have to get along with God. 
We're going to have to have a personal relationship with him. We're going to have to get along with him, amen, and ask him what he'd have for us to do here. But we, we see that he's, he begins, amen, pouring out his complaint before God, but he leaves it with him. He goes and tells him, amen, I've sinned, my, my country's sinned, my family sinned, we've all sinned against you. We know why we're in the state that we're in. We all know why America's in the mess it is in, amen, because I've sinned and you've sinned. Our fathers are sinned, amen, our country's sinned, amen, they turned to, amen, what's bad, amen, they're saying it's good and what's good they say is bad, amen, they're putting their stamp of approval on what God says in the abomination, amen, and we wonder why America's in a mess. Why is America in a mess? Because the church has lost their burdens for the lost sinners of this world. They lost their burden for their country. Amen. Why are we still sending missionaries all across the world? We need to send them to our own country because our own country is going to die and go to hell if we don't do something about it. We need more preaching. We need more burdens. Amen. In the church pews. We need more fire. Amen. Why? Because there's sinners dying and going to hell. We need to realize, amen, that we're just sinners, amen, saved by grace. We need to quit looking down our long noses at sinners, amen. Amen, realize, hey, we was once in the state that they're in, amen. We was lost and undone, thought God. But yet somebody come by our way and told us who we was. They didn't care about hurting our feelings, amen. They just laid it down and let it lay, amen. Why? Because they had a burden for your soul. They didn't care if you liked them. Hey, man, they didn't care if you got mad at them. They didn't care if you put a knife on them. Hey, man, they don't care if you put a gun in their face. They told them the truth in love. They weren't patting them on the back so they could pad their pocketbooks. They weren't patting them on the back so they could get numbers in the church pews. Amen. They weren't patting them on their back. Amen. Just to get a number in here and let them leave out the door same as they come in. They had a burden for them. They had a burden that their life would get turned around. So we see the birthing of a burden. We see Nehemiah's bearing of his burden. But his, his bearing of his burden also took him a place of brokenness. If you don't get broke before God, and realize, amen, if you don't get broke, amen, you'll never be in effect out there in this world. If you want somebody to come pat you on the back, Amen, you're not going to get it. If you want somebody to tell you you're doing a good job, amen, you're not going to get it. Amen. I mean, if you're laying down the truth, amen, and leaving it lay, amen, you're not going to get passed on the back. Amen. You ain't going to get a good job. You ain't going to get down the boys, amen. You know why? Because the devil don't like us. He don't want to see those strongholds pulled down. He don't want to see families put back together. He don't want to see families have a strong bond with God. Amen. A strong relationship with the church. Amen. A strong relationship. Amen. With Him. He wants to see us broken down. Amen. He wants to get us to a place where we're despondent. He wants to get us to a place where we're depressed. He wants to give us a place where we have no effect on anybody else. But if we don't get broke, amen, for those ones that's around us, if we don't get broke, amen, for our own land, if we don't get broke for the, in the country in which we live, we're going to lose it, amen. Right. Nehemiah, he knew, amen, if he didn't get broke here. Amen, he was in the palace. He's living a life of ease. 
Yes, his, his life may have been in danger every day because if somebody wanted to kill the king, it had to go before him first. But he was living the palace life. A lot of Christians need to quit living the palace life. Amen. And get a burden for the world that's outside these church doors. They're so comfortable, amen. They can put on their suit of nice clothes. Amen. They can put on their cufflinks. Amen. I don't even like them. Amen. Don't even go there. Amen. But I leave that where it lays. Amen. I don't like those things. You know why I don't like those things? Because somebody may look at me and think that I may think I'm better than them. I don't want anybody to think that I'm better than them. I'm just a lost sinner. Just saved by grace. I'm an old boy from Pickens County, South Carolina. All I've known all my life was laying brick. Amen. Have busting bricks. Amen. Busting blocks. Amen. And busting people's heads. That's the only life I ever know. But my world gets turned upside down. God places a burden in my lap. So this is what you're going to do with this. I try to just toss the burden aside. I said, no, that's not for me. That's for somebody else. That's for somebody else to do. I, I ain't worthy of that, Lord. Hey, man, I can't do that. That's too much for me. I figured I'd pastor in Pickens County somewhere. We've got more churches on every street corner that's deader than a doornail. Amen. Where God's done wrote Ichabog above the door of many churches. Amen. Where the glory's departed. Why did it depart? Because they run their preachers down, run preachers off. Amen. 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 Why? Because they don't have a burden. I've had, I've had a preacher tell me, he said, we, we was going out, we was going to the trailer parks, we was busting in kids. Amen. We was busting them in by the vanfuls. He said he had somebody come up to him in the church said, well, you can't be bringing all these riprap youngins in here. He said, I resigned that night. <laughs> I don't blame him, amen. But why do we not get broke over the burdens that God gives us? Yeah, Wallace, Idaho, it's too big for me. It may be small in number. That place is too big. It's too big for me. Sometimes I look at my own life and say, God, why don't you ever want anything to do with me? I'm just a failure. I mess up everything I touch. Why in the world do you want me to go out there? Hey, Amen. He says, because you can get a hold of those people. Because you didn't got broke with the burden I give you. But lastly, we see, after he takes his complaints and petitions before God, we can realize in the book of Nehemiah, hey man, I read the whole first chapter to you. We, we realize the birthing of his burden. We see the bearing of his burden. We see the brokenness of his burden. But then we can see the blessing of his burden. You say, well, preacher, how in the world can you see the blessing of his burden? Well, the blessing of his burden, you had to go into chapter 2. And you see, amen, it, it, his burden broke him so bad that he was, he was broke before the king. He was broke so bad that the king saw, 
what was within his heart. And the king said, what's the matter with you? And just like God's done with Moses, amen, he gave him a place, amen, in the palace, amen. And just like he did with Esther, amen, this is the same court. This is the same place. Amen. God give Esther, amen, providence with the king. Amen. This is the same court, amen, that God now has got Nehemiah in where he can impact the king's heart and the king opens up a door, amen, that only the king can open up, amen. And I'm not talking about the king that was sitting on the throne of that earthly kingdom, amen. I'm talking about the king of all glory, amen. The king of all glory opens up a door, amen. No man can shut it, amen. He says, I'll open up this door. No man can shut it, amen. That's what God did for Nehemiah here. He opened up him a door with the earthly king. The earthly king had his ear. Amen. The earthly king, amen, saw his brokenness and see what's the matter with you. He said, what's the matter with you? (laughs) When's the last time somebody seen a burden that was laid on your life? And in verse number 2, in chapter number 2, it says, Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is thy countenance sad? Seeing that thou art not sick, this is nothing but sorrow of heart. Then Nehemiah said, I was so afraid. Because anybody would be like that before the king, it was, amen, it was a death penalty, amen. He was scared. But he asked God. In the verse before all this happened, amen, it says that I pray thee that thy servant this day grant him mercy in the sight of this man. Probably the king's cupbearer. He asked the king of kings and the Lord of lords, open up a door for me that I can't open. And keep it open and give me, amen. Give me, amen, make this burden that I have. Amen, that you've placed on my heart. Make this burden a blessing. You know what a lot of people want to do with the burden? They want to cast it off as soon as they get it. Amen, because it's too much of a load that they can bear. It's too much that they can handle on their own. And I say, yes, it is. Amen. Burdens are like that. They weigh you down. Amen. They don't, you look at a burden, you don't look at it as being a blessing. Amen. But if God gives it to you, amen, it's a blessing. Anything that gives any good gift, amen, comes from above. Amen. God gives it down from heaven. Amen. God gives us those blessings, amen, on purpose. Amen. He drops handfuls of purpose here and there. Amen. To keep us along our journey. Amen. But yet, He gives us the blessing of the burden, amen, and within our hearts. You say, well, how is this blessing, this burden a blessing to Nehemiah? The king saw it. And then he asked Nehemiah, so what, what, what's the matter with you? Then Nehemiah lays it out before the king. He says, why should my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchers lie waste? And the gates there are consumed with fire. He says, King, you know that my hometown is laying in waste. The country that I love is laying in waste and the gates are burned down. 
Amen. The walls are destroyed. Amen. Those ones that went to go back and build a temple. Amen. They've become a reproach. Amen. Everybody's laughing at them. They're saying, hey, you're going to come build something for God. Amen. You can't even get it done. You know why he, Nehemiah needed to go? Amen. He was the one that had all the goods. Amen. He's the one that could get the things done. Amen. He's the one that had the letters in his hand. He's the one, amen, that already was making petitions. Amen. That he would have all the supplies. And then when he went before the king, Amen. He had everything that he needed. He said, hey, there's a a forest over there. The king's forest. I'm going to need supplies out of it. Amen. The king wrote off all the things that he had need. Amen. He supplied every need. He supplied every letter. He supplied the army to go with him and protect him. Amen. Why? Because God was going to bless the burden that he laid in his lap. But how did it happen? Nehemiah asked one question. How is it? How is it in Jerusalem? How is it concerning the Jews? How is it? How is it? I ask you today, how is it? How is it here in America? How is it here in America that the gates have been torn down? The walls have been destroyed. The walls that our forefathers built so put their lives on the line for to build up for us that we're all of a sudden in, in, in one or two amen presences, amen, the walls have been torn down and the gates have been destroyed. Amen, the things that used to be wrong, amen, is now right. Amen, the things that God said was, amen, should never be done, it's being done. How is it with you? Where's your burden at this morning? Where's your burden? Is that burden, is it being birthed this morning? Are you bearing that burden this morning? Are you broke over that burden? Don't never get broke over the burden. You're never going to be blessed by the burden. If you know you're not willing to take it before God, don't never expect Him to bless that burden that He's laid upon you. I have done. A lot of times we try to do things in our own might. Try to do things in our own accord. Yeah, we try to make plans, but our plans ain't God's plans. Amen? God has a purpose for you in your life. If he didn't, you'd already been gone to glory. Amen? What are you going to do with the burden this morning? I asked everybody to stand with their head bowed and their eyes closed. I'm going to ask the preacher to come. Give the invitation. Amen? This morning. Where's your burden at? Where's your burden at for your own home country? Your own lands? Your own Jerusalems? Where is it at, Mountain Valley?